You're listening to the Creating Your Own Path podcast, episode number 126. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Jen Snyder, the host of Creating Your Own Path, and each week I share conversations with those working in various creative industries. We cover a lot of ground on this show, but the ultimate goal is to unearth the stories of others so that we can uncover and better understand our own. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast app. You can also catch a new episode each week at creatingyourownpath.com. So we are wrapping up our final three-part series of the season featuring documentary director Sammy Abdu, and I won't lie to you guys, things get pretty heavy today. You can absolutely just listen to this episode and get a lot out of it, but I really, really do recommend that you head back to episodes 124 and 125 first. It'll just help you get more context around Sammy's career trajectory and the topics we are talking about today. On the show, we talk about why, for the first time in his life, Sammy feels unwelcome in the country he calls home. We also talk about why it's become pretty much impossible for Sammy to create just for the sake of creating, pretty much everything has a purpose, and how we can all use our platforms to do good in the world. This is a really important episode, friend, so let's just get to it. So I want to switch gears because um, I know that just from being friends with you that you speak your mind when it comes to the injustices that are taking place in the world around us right now in particular, and Just for context, for those who are listening, we're actually recording this interview just a few days after the events that took place in Charlottesville, Virginia, here in the U.S. So, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. (laughs) And uh, it's all pretty terrible. And I think a lot of people in the creative industries and in the business community have had trouble kind of wrapping their minds around when to speak up, how to speak up, and whether or not they should speak up via their business or professional social media accounts. Just one example. Or their newsletters. Or, you know, any communications where they're like potential clients or customers or gigs might see them, you know. And so how have you navigated those questions for yourself in your particular industry? I mean, I am fortunate to be working in an industry that is generally liberal. You know, that's not always the case, but for the most part, it's true. So even, you know, like with the production company I'm working with now, you know, I could walk around the office and we will hear our showrunner, who's like the highest, you know, uh, person in in the company, who like will be complaining about what's going on and you know we'll want to get into political discussions and stuff like that so it it helps you know um but it's i totally understand the challenge of it you know and it and it is tough and especially like it doesn't matter where you are there will be repercussions for your opinions and you know and what you want to say you know and to be honest it's you just have to basically choose between being honest with yourself and your and your voice or playing it safe and doing it for the sake of a paycheck or a job or whatever. Um, and honestly, I think as a, for people that are creative as a living, you know, you can't choose between those two because your creations are, are your voice. They're supposed to embody who you are. And so it's, you, you just have to kind of speak up and make content that is true as much as you can. You know, I work, 
like in television, it's it's tough because you know I am working for a show that is that existed before me, and you know its format and its style and all that stuff is already set and laid out, and so I'm there to kind of work within those parameters. So I'm not gonna like lie and say that every episode I work on is like my creation and it's mine. And, right. You know all that, not at all, but. Um, you know, I always slip in somehow a piece of me, who I am, something I want to be said, you know, in everything that I do. And, you know, especially right now, to be honest, with our current sociopolitical climate, like, you just have to. I get people are scared for, like, their jobs and their, you know, job security and you know, any repercussions for speaking up, but like, it's just now's not the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there are serious consequences for not saying something. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, you know, um, I feel like it was one thing to be sort of, um, wringing our hands over this, if you will, right. um, after the inauguration, right. Or after the election right. or, um, because those were, those were pretty bad. <laughs> right. You know, things were said in the public sphere that were really discriminatory and scary um, for a lot of people. And so um, we were we were wringing our hands over it then. But this feels very, very different. And for those listening who don't know what I'm talking about, I know I have listeners in other countries. I will I will link to some articles in the show notes. And I'm hesitating here because I want to make sure that you understand I will link to articles from new sources that have editorial <laughs> oversight and journalistic integrity. Um, so there's that. I just have to put that out there um, because that's important. Um, but now it feels like how could you not say something? On the other hand, and I just want to say this because I know a lot of people just don't feel like that's even how they use social media. You know what I mean? That might not be how they use what they're – their platforms or whatever they are, whether it's this podcast, you know what I mean? Um, right. It's just, I know that for, for me, me personally, I feel like, yes, I do feel like I need to say something, but at the same time, I also feel like I need to be putting my energy into doing something, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is that I can do, whether that's donating to the, the organizations and causes that are actually like, doing stuff on the front lines of all of this mm-hmm. um, or going to a rally or do you know what I mean? Just doing mm-hmm. something, calling our elected officials over and over again and um, <laughs> making your opinions known, right. whatever those opinions might be. Hopefully they're, you know, <laughs> reasonable, reasonable <laughs> you know, um, but you not know, not, yeah. maybe not racist. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, so it is, it's just really, and I don't mean to make light of this because, it, again, what happened this weekend is really, yeah. really terrible. Uh, but I think, like, the time for the wringing of the hands is over, almost. Um, yeah. We've kind of hit this point where we, there's no return back to whatever, whatever was going on before. Yeah. Um, but at, at the same time, like, what happened this weekend isn't new. It's just out in the open. Like, it's always been here in this country. And I mean, I don't know, I'm not from other countries, but I'm assuming that some other countries um, deal with similar things. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I did want to note kind of is that, you know, I'm coming 
to this issue. And when I say this issue, it's like the larger conversation of like, where are we as like humans? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm coming to this as a white, straight, disabled woman. But like we talked about before we started recording, I can actually pass as non-disabled. Um, a lot of people who see me don't realize that I wear a prosthetic arm and um, and all of those things. So, you know, I come to this with a whole lot of privilege just because of those things. And so you're coming at this issue from a different perspective. And I think that everyone who's listening, you know, everyone is coming at it based on our own backgrounds and our experiences and our knowledge and our perspectives. And quite frankly, again, a lot of us are coming to this whole situation with a lot of privilege, like the privilege to be like, oh, well, I'm just not going to say anything. That's a privilege or the privilege to pretend like it's not happening. Right. That's a privilege. Um, And all of that is important to point out. So can you share just a little bit about how your current experience of being an American right now and how your background has like shaped your perspective? Yeah. Um, I know we're getting real heavy here. So I know, and I'm like so ready for it. I love it. I love it. I can talk about this all day, to be honest. Um, you know, to, it's been very interesting. It really has because as terrible, it's been, it, I'm not exaggerating. It's been really rough, you know, yeah. um, it has. The weird thing about it though is that in a way it's been also probably one of the like the best benefits to all of this happening as weird as that sentence sounds Mm -hmm. is that now a lot of people the rest of the country mostly white people to be honest are finally seeing a lot of the stuff that people of color have been seeing this whole time yeah you know so like for instance i don't know five years ago if i try to like talk to someone about a racist experience I had, or even two years ago, if I tried to like talk to somebody about a racist experience I had, uh, it was always guaranteed 100% met with doubt. You know, like, oh, are you sure you were just like misconstruing it or like misinterpreting what they were doing? Or, you know, maybe it was this or, you know, it, it was, there was just no way it could have been racism at play, you know? Yeah. Um, but, now it's believable because people are seeing Nazis in the streets of our country, you know? Right. And um, in a weird way, it's like, it's a bit of a relief as a person of color to kind of be like, see, like, I, this isn't like the boogeyman. Like, I'm not making this up, you know? Yeah. Like, this like, is not Bigfoot, friends. This exactly. Is real. <laughs> exactly. You know? And yeah. people are talking about white privilege and, um, and, uh, you know, and I'm glad that people are talking about it because it's something that we've been experiencing our whole lives, you know. And for me, it's been really interesting because I'm an immigrant. You know, I was born in Saudi Arabia. I'm Lebanese. But I've been in this country since I was one. Right. So I'm American, you know. I'm yeah. more American than I am Lebanese in my eyes just because English was my first language. And, um, you know, when I go to Lebanon, I'm I feel like a foreigner, you know, and here I really haven't up until now. This has been, this has been like in the 31 years I've been in this country, this has been the first time I have felt uncomfortable and unwelcome 
Wow. Yeah. So it's been um, it's been interesting because you know I mean this is my country <laughs> you know and I've been in, I've been to places in parts of the country where I felt uncomfortable or unwelcome you know oh like in the past. Yeah, I mean, I've traveled all over the country, and I've been to, like, some rural parts of the South, you know? I mean, places where when I walk into a coffee shop or a diner, like, everyone stops to stare, and the record skips, you know? <laughs> like, they probably haven't seen a lot of people like me. But, um, yeah, this is the first time that, like, as a whole, like, as an entire country, I feel like me and my family aren't welcomed up to a certain point. Luckily, we live in California, um, where... I feel like we're a bit of an oasis, you know, for uh, progressive thinking and reason and things like that. But it's been a very crazy experience. Like, um, I remember after the election, I remember calling my mom and my brother and, <clears throat> you know, like just having conversations with them that nobody should ever have, you know, which is like, be careful, like pay attention to your surroundings. Um, you know, like let's check in on each other like daily to make sure, you know, everyone's safe. My mom, you know, has been in this country, you know, like I said, for the last 31 years. And, um, you know, she still has a really thick accent. And, you know, she's Muslim. She doesn't wear a, hi a hijab, you know, which as sad as it sounds, thankfully. But, you know, she still sounds foreign. And even actually in that same conversation, um, my mom told me for the first time that when we first moved to this country, she would tell everyone that she was Christian. Um, really? To just, yeah, to just avoid like confrontation and things like that. Oh my goodness. So yeah, so it's been weird, you know? I mean, and, and like... And that's coming from someone who, you know, lives in California, works in a liberal, you know, mostly liberal industry, and whose friends are, like, all incredibly progressive, smart people. Like, I'm very, very blessed, but, like, I still feel that way, you know? So I could only imagine what other people in my situation feel in less open spaces. Yeah, so it's it's crazy. It's It's tough because... You know, as a creative, you know, someone that works in media, like I 100% feel obligated to share content that can combat a lot of this stuff and the bigotry and the false information, you know, and I want to create a lot of stuff. Like going to Standing Rock was one of the most satisfying things because I went the weekend after the election <laughs> and it couldn't have been a better time, you know, for me to go as just as an individual for personal reasons. Um, to kind of go to a place like that that was on, like, the front lines of this, like, battle right now, this fight, you know? Yeah. Uh, I forgot that it was so close in, yeah. in, like, the timeline. Yeah. It was literally the election happened Tuesday night. Wednesday, I made the plan to go to Standing Rock that weekend, and I left Friday. Wow. Um, and it, it was so unexpected, and it was just the most perfect thing to happen. It's exactly what I needed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, like working on that and the the documentary series that I created, you know, was 100% a, a response to everything that's happening right now. Um, but the, 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 sh the tough thing about it, too, the flip side to that, 
that like obligation is that it strips away my ability to just create for the sake of creating. Like I can't just like, I mean, I can, anyone can, but everything I make now has to have like some sort of purpose behind it in order for it to feel good for me. You know, whereas maybe someone who's not in my position or someone who is privileged to ignore what's happening or isn't affected by what's happening can just create for the sake of creating, you know? They have that liberty, whereas like I don't right now. You know, I feel like if I made something that I felt like didn't put us in the right direction in some capacity, you know, even directing for like intervention right now, I I feel like has a purpose to it in that we're, you know, showcasing the complexity of human lives and, and addiction and in just kind of showing how complex humanity is and what people are going through you know, which I think is combating, you know, the bigotry and the ignorance and all that stuff that this country is kind of flooded with right now. Yeah, I would, I would agree. And again, like, I think anytime we can sort of understand the nuance in anybody's story and everybody's story, if possible, right? right? Right. Um, The better off we'll all be, you know, and, and sharing that with the people who need to, who need to hear it or see it, whether it's, you know, video or podcast Um, (laughs) so you know let's talk about standing rock because you did you know you went during the dakota pipeline protests yep last year and i was so like when you said you were going i was like yes he's i'm so excited for you to be going one because i know that you'll document it in like such a beautiful Mm way um and just like how amazing is it to see for yourself because I don't know if the people listening remember, um, you know, I, I'm I'm not sure if it got any international coverage, but nationally it was not getting a lot of coverage for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it was really interesting to start hearing about it through different channels and um, and then not seeing it on the news. It was it was pretty disturbing that it wasn't yeah. getting any coverage. So when, you know, you said you were going, I thought, perfect. At least I'll get updates from Sammy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, um, right. And so it, it's interesting. It's always interesting to me when people sort of use their craft, because again, this kind of goes back to us talking about like, well, what can we do? Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if, if you don't want to go to rallies now because you're scared, I understand that. I do understand not wanting to maybe put yourself in a situation where, you know, like if you have kids or, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I understand not everybody, it's not everybody's jam. Um, but I do feel like there there are different things, different levels of things we can do. And so I think that sometimes using your skills for good, <laughs> you know, like, like you said, making documentaries that have a purpose or going and witnessing everything that was going on at Standing Rock because you felt like you needed to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so how have you been able to make that a priority in your career so far? I know you mentioned that you feel like you kind of have to now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious, you know, what has that process been like? Like you said, kind of maybe going from creating just for creativity's sake to this sort of this sort of work. I mean, what has that been like for you? Uh, it's been... Um... I mean, it's been interesting because, you know, I, for the most part, set out to get in the film industry and to be a filmmaker with similar intentions, you know, to kind of create content, to kind of shape culture, 
you know, move us in the right direction and things like that. So it hasn't been like a huge departure from how it was before this. But I, I would say that, you know, I, I've, it's funny, I didn't even notice it until like you actually started talking about it and I started reflecting. But like, yeah, 100%, I funnel everything that I do now through this kind of lens of um, how can I like use this to, to speak on this or how can I add this aspect to it or how can I you know, um, bring this up in this respect or, you know, like I just, all of the work I do now is just kind of 100% seen through this lens of like making things better and, and to combat, you know, the current status quo and what's going on in the country right now. I think like a lot of my friends and colleagues are all starting to do the same, you know, like some of the discussions I'm having with my showrunners who are like, they're just TV people. They're like business people. They have you know, huge responsibilities on their shoulders and are, you know, in charge of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, you know, we're having talks about like how a story is being shaped and, you know, and how we can kind of highlight some of the parts that are a little bit more impactful or that can speak on something, you know, or we'll, we'll, we'll pursue stories that are maybe counter to stereotypes or assumptions just for the sake of countering them you know yeah. like um so yeah it's i mean that's kind of like one of the benefits of doing um documentary work and being in the documentary world is um you kind of find your stories you know you're not necessarily assigned them even in television up to i mean we have a casting department that casts but even within that you know you can still pick and choose uh parts you want to highlight, you know, different angles and approaches to a story that can be more impactful. Um, when you, I, I want to just like drill down a little bit. Are you talking like, this is just an example of like, you know, I really think we need to talk to the friend again or, you know, like the best friend or, you know what I mean? Like, are you talking about like trying to find, to go a little bit deeper into yeah. maybe a, a story or a conversation? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, go okay. like going deeper, trying it from a different angle, um, you know, looking for, you know, things below the surface. So, you know, when it comes to the way someone is treating themselves, you know, especially in the world of like addiction, you know, that's a very like hard, difficult subject to cover. And um, especially in that world there are layers upon layers upon layers upon layers that are stacked on top of someone's behavior, you know, and where it comes from. Sure. And so, um, you know, having like the feelings that I have in terms of, you know, what I think our society is going through and um, the misconceptions that uh, a lot of people have, I like dig even deeper now, you know, like I look for, you know, the most purest part of humanity that's within somebody and expose that so audiences can like see it too and understand that a person isn't doing something because they're just bad or evil, you know, it's not so two-dimensional, you know, or one-dimensional, right. that there is a long history of, you know, abuse or or misinformation or, you know, it's just like, 
like uh, Plato is one of my favorite quotes, and I'm sure I'm butchering it, but it's like, be kind to everyone you meet for everyone has a difficult battle or is facing a difficult battle. Right. You know, and that's 100% applicable to documentary filmmaking because like whoever you're covering, I don't care if it's Stalin, you know, like there is something in there, you know. Oh, I'm sure that, there's a lot in there. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, you know, there's something in there that anyone can relate to. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Or at least like there's what I was trying to say is there's like there's a lot in there that you can unpack to get an understanding. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> Doesn't excuse actions, but. Right. One hundred percent. I'm not saying Stalin is great. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put that out there. If people yeah. didn't realize that's not yes. what we're saying. That's but not... but I do think it it is something that I have to remind myself on a regular basis in this right. current, you know political environment there's something going on there and i don't know what it is because i'm not privy to those conversations i don't know the president personally i don't know any of these politicians personally so i don't know what they've gone through um but at the same time they're called leaders for a reason (laughs) and so you know you are held to uh a higher standard um when you're in that position and uh you, when you run for that position and you win, mm-hmm. uh, people expect expect a lot. <laughs> so, That's um, fair. Those are fair expectations. Fair expectations. <laughs> president, leader of the free world. So, right. um, all those things are are really really reasonable, I think. But you know, mm-hmm. that's me. And again, I don't usually get political on the show, but oh well. <laughs> like, it's just um, all of this has to be talked about um, in as many, um, venues as possible, I think. So, um, so I appreciate you kind of giving your perspective on all of that. So if there's somebody out there who wants, who wants to maybe use their craft, whatever it is, um, whether it's, you know, visual art or, or a podcast, or maybe they're a videographer, um, if they want to use that craft to do good in the world, what advice would, would you have for them? I would honestly say, Never forget your purpose because wanting to use your craft to do good is a lot harder than just just wanting to do your craft, period, you know? Yeah. Because one thing that people, I think, may not realize about doing good and being good is it's actually a lot harder than doing bad and being bad, as weird as it sounds, because you get criticized more for it, you know? And you because have to take more time to do the thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, totally. And then, and on top of that, you know, because your intentions are so pure and you're, you know, wanting to do it for the benefit of others, like it has to be done the right way. You know, it can't be like haphazard. Um, you can't ruin things for other people in that way. So, cause I mean, when you do good, the first thing people are going to want to ask is, is it good enough? you know, mm-hmm. can it be better? And not just in quality or craftsmanship or anything like that. I'm just talking about its function, its purpose, you know. Right. So it's going to be, you know, I, I struggle with that a ton, you know. I really do. And I know I'm definitely not putting enough stuff out there to to kind of put my talents to better uses and stuff like that as much as I can be, 100%. And that's something that I recently had to like remind myself um, is like remembering my purpose, you know, and um, I forget who said it, but uh, there's a quote out there that says, if you have a why, you could handle any what, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and um, 
and that's like the most important thing when it comes to having talents and wanting to use them for anything. Um, because there's going to be a lot of what's. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> and, right. You know, and if you don't remember your why, then you're screwed from the get. Like you're not, you're not going to get anything done. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. So remember your purpose. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Sammy. Now, I know we covered some topics today that we don't usually cover around here, but that is going to be changing. If you've been listening over the last several months, you know that I will no longer be shying away from controversial topics on any of my platforms. After listening to this episode, I hope you can all see why that is. Remember, if you want to learn more about the things we mentioned in today's show and more about Sammy's work, you can find everything linked up over at creatingyourownpath.com. Just look for Sammy's episodes. Next up, I will be back with the season finale, my final co-hosted chat with 2017 CYOP artist resident Melanie Beely. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already to make sure that you get that one delivered right to your phone or your computer. As always, thanks for listening and I'll catch you next week. Next week.